The following program is sponsored by the Synergy Group Incorporated, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FEDRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. The Synergy Group Incorporated, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by the advisors at Synergy should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of of future results. Investing may involve the risk of loss of principal. Any tax advice on this show is not intended to be used by any person for the purpose of avoiding U.S. federal or state tax penalties that may be imposed on such person. And each listener should seek advice from their tax advisor or legal counsel on topics that arise from the show. The advisors at Synergy are not providing legal or tax advice. Nothing should be construed as solicitation of an offer to buy securities. Our phone number, 800-883-9903. Again, 800-883-9903. And you can always go online to SynergyGroupInc.com. That's S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, GroupInc.com. Well, inflation pressures, high health care costs, increasing taxes are all top concerns for retirees. But there are even more challenges to consider as you're getting closer to retirement. We appreciate you joining us. I am here with Roy and Jason Locks uh, with Synergy Group. Guys, how are you today? Doing great. Thank you for asking. Good. Good, good, good. Well, you know what? Today, I thought we would start with some questions facing retirees, pre-retirees, possibly here this year. Um, And so we'll just jump in. The first question um, is, will my Medicare premiums go up in 2024? Well, again, at Synergy, we're a full service agency. So we do have a Medicare expert in our office, Sam Kosha. Uh, handles uh, whether it's UPMC, Highmark, Aetna, any of those, and he does it at a cost non-existent to the client because he gets paid uh, by those carriers. As to Medicare premiums, well, last year the Part B premiums went down just a little bit. This year they went up just a little bit to 174 a month for the Part B. And then again, you're probably looking at a little bit of an increase also on your Part D premium if you're covering a prescription plan as well. Deductibles and co-pays might have changed as well to reflect inflation. Uh, nothing of great significance, but a little bit more money out of your pocket. You know, Jason, for those who are new to the retirement game, you know, they're now just starting to to retire. I mean, these things are, are items that you talk with your clients about and put in your plan. I mean, so if you're working with someone like Roy and Jason, you're not worried about these things as, as time moves on, right? Well, you're not worried because you're informed and information and education makes all the difference in the world walking in. Uh, it's like anything else. I mean, when you know what to expect and you've planned for that, you can make a huge difference. When you don't know what to expect and you walk into something that uh, catches you by surprise, you're not prepared for, you know, like anything in life that 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 can be dangerous. You know, just to add one item, you know, as as dad's talking about the changes in what the premiums are for Medicare, uh, using that as an example here for 2024, you know, those are for folks that have income that's not affected by IRMA, uh, which is the income related monthly adjustment amounts. And that is for people that are making higher income in retirement, uh, they do pay more for Medicare Part B. They do pay more for Medicare Part D. And that can be pretty sizable. The key and part of what we do in our planning, and this is just one example, is examine your income now and later on when you are forced to take required minimum distributions from your retirement account. So maybe you, you start off in retirement and you have your income at one level and you're paying $174 for Medicare Part B. And 
10 years later, eight years later, your required minimum distribution kicks in. It pushes your income up where you're paying three or $400 for that same healthcare coverage through Medicare. That can certainly happen depending on your savings and depending on your income plan. And there are ways to deal with it. Uh, there are ways to look at different sources to take your income, to do some tax planning. So you reduce that future amount, et cetera. And that's all part of what, again, you don't want to wait until that point and then be surprised. Oh, you know, my Medicare premium just doubled and I wasn't aware that that was going to happen. Proper planning will take that example uh, as one example uh, among many that can, again, we can make a difference by putting a plan together. I was just going to say, I say this all the time, Roy, I, uh, I, I can't imagine trying to do this on my own. Well, it is a little bit uh, cumbersome, obviously, but I was going to also add to what Jason said. A lot of people having tax concerns look at Roth conversions, and if you're not careful with your Roth conversion, just as Jason was talking about, you know, those brackets for uh, your Medicare premiums, that can also affect them. That can bump them up. And if they do bump up, they stay up for at least two years. So you want to be careful even something when you're trying to save money on taxes with the Roth conversion that you don't affect your Medicare premiums. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, if you have any questions about any of these things we're talking about, you can always call 800-883-9903. Again, 800-883-9903 or go to SynergyGroupInc.com, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, GroupInc.com. You know, something else, too, I know that in my career, I'm a Gen Xer, and in my career, I never was offered a pension. Um, That was something I know my dad and my mother had pensions, but I never had one. But yet, are pensions the next big retirement benefit? Well, again, I think what what happened is is that defined benefit pensions went to the wayside of the 401s and the 403s came into vogue the last 20, 25 years. What we've also seen is a more transitory uh, workforce. Uh, People don't seem to come and stay with an employer as long. And part of that reason probably is because my 403 will move with me. My 401 will move with me if I leave employer A and go to employer B. Now, if it's tied to a pension, perhaps employers are starting to realize I won't have as much turnover if I give someone a pension based on 20 years of service and, you know, they don't get to move that with them if they go from me to the next to the next employer. Maybe they're looking at this and realizing that we're offering a pension plan either way. We're spending the money either way, whether it's in the 401 or a, or a pension plan. But maybe they help with retention by tying a pension plan to staying there longer. Yeah, Jason, I mean, it's something where, uh, you know, when we talk about 401ks, because that's what my main source of work, you know, savings and retirement savings came from is they're a strategy uh, to 401ks because I always transferred it over to a, di- a retirement account. But some people may have all their 401ks kind of collected amongst their companies. Right. I mean, there's there's no cookie cutter strategy. Let's say that. I mean, there are sometimes there are advantages to leaving your 401k right where it was uh, in, in that employer's plan. I think that's not the norm. I think the norm is that you will find that the investment universe, as far as what your options are, vastly open up. Um, you know, the ability to use vehicles, investment vehicles that are designed for retirement, for um, still helping you accumulate, but also helping you preserve those assets, produce income from them, and uh, protect them at a different level. So I think that's the main reason people will roll them out. Uh, but it's a careful evaluation. You know, I, I always say you're, you don't work there anymore. So, you know, maybe your money shouldn't work there either. And a lot of times that's the case. Uh, but it, it's, an, it's a custom analyzation where we look at those plans. And what retirement planning really is, is putting a purpose to your money. It's saying these dollars need to achieve this job. These dollars need to achieve that job. 
Uh, maybe one of their jobs is to provide income. Maybe another is to provide inflation protection. Another is for legacy, whatever that might be. And then invest those based on what their job is in the plan. And those 401ks, because most of those are, are not Roth, they're, most of those are pre-tax, you know, fall into that where you've got to plan out, okay, you can control somewhat of the distribution, but as, we, as I talked about earlier, uh, you also have forced distributions that come out at various ages, so they have to be integrated in, and certainly there needs to be a strategy. Uh, just saying, look, I've got a stack of statements, I have a, a group of 401ks, I've never done anything. Uh, granted, maybe you got this far and it's fine and they grew and uh, we, I just came across an example, Melissa, just not that long ago of someone that had four different 401ks and I asked them, you know, why do you have all these plans in, in the old plans? And they said, well, you know, for diversity. Uh, and I looked and three of those 401ks were in target date funds that were almost oh, identical. So really? they, yeah, yeah, they were in different plans, but they were not diverse. Uh, and, and we took care of that and fixed it. So I don't want anybody just to assume that it's that that's diversity by having multiple 401ks. Well, and there's not a lot of options within a 401k. And I think that for a lot of people who were not familiar with investing, that it, like you said, they may not even realize what their 401k is being invested in. So again, 800-883-9903, if you want to talk to these guys about yours or rolling it over or seeing what you can do with it. You know, and talking today about questions <clears throat> that people are asking themselves or should be asking themselves if you're approaching retirement, you know, in a number of cities in Pennsylvania have topped recent lists of best cities for retirees. And so let's talk a little bit about where should I live in retirement? That's something that a retiree should consider, correct? Well, Pennsylvania has some wonderful attributes. And so many of our cities are, are culturally rich and all of that. We're never going to be the sunshine state. I mean, we're never, we're never <laughs> going to be confused with a state that has the most days of uh, bright sunshine. But there are a lot of bright things here in Pennsylvania. Cost of living is very affordable. And as I said, so you can be within an hour's drive of some of the larger cities and have very many of the strong cultural districts that some people enjoy in, in retirement as well. Uh, for myself, I enjoy golf and there's some great golf courses, a lot of uh, places around that you can enjoy in that area, the sports area as well. Uh, so Pennsylvania has a lot of attributes. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll never be the sunshine state, but there is a lot of sunny things that happen in Pennsylvania. You could get a sun lamp and maybe just, you know, trick people into thinking that you're in the sunshine state. <laughs> but Sam has a uh, couple of plants in his office and he has some of those plant lights in there. So we're trying to do that already. <laughs> we're working our way. Listen, there's, there's no tricking anybody. When you live in Pittsburgh, you know when you're in Pittsburgh. So. <laughs> Well, you know, that's the the other thing, though, about moving or thinking about moving or where to live in retirement, because I'm assuming a lot of retirees want to downsize and sell their home for something smaller. Or is that just a misconception? I mean, that's that's really an interesting point. A lot of people do want to downsize. But what they end up doing is they downsize square footage and upsize their cost. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, it's I, I built this three bedroom, four bedroom two-story house on you know, three quarters of an acre and the kids ran in the yard and and then we're empty nesters and the kids are gone and this has become too much to take care of, too much to clean, too much property to uh, maintain. And let's go look for another place. Well, you look at, you know, in our area here, obviously we have an aging population and one level living, ranch living uh, has become more popular, patio homes, uh, the like. And the issue is, is when somebody makes that move because of that demand, the price is much higher. You know, on top of people say, well, now's the time I want to get 
granite countertops. Now, now's the time I'm going to get those, those high-end cabinets or uh, nicer flooring. So they sell that house and, and then they end up spending the same or more with less area. And sometimes that's okay uh, because you need to downsize the space for where you are in life. But you've got to be careful when you're doing your retirement estimates to think that necessarily your housing costs will go down when you downsize. Uh, that hasn't been the case in a, in a lot of circumstances, in particular here in the tri-state area. Many of the houses that were built here, it's more efficient to build up than it is to build out. And many of the houses that are in, the, in our marketplace are two-story, like Jay said. It's harder to find the ranches and the one-floor uh, living. And you do, a lot of times, end up building. But there may be some attributes that are desires there as well. You, certainly, you're going to spend some, a significant amount of money. But now maybe you're in a, a community of seniors and you know you've got more in common and maybe some uh, common social areas that would be there. And I'm not talking about going into a, a structured retirement uh, circumstance. I'm just saying a community that might have more in common with one another with the things they enjoy doing. If you have any questions about these, uh, 800-883-9903, because Roy and Jason would love to talk to you specifically about your situation. If you're about to retire, you're already retired, it doesn't matter, 800-883-9903 is the number. Again, 800-883-9903, and you can always go online to synergygroupinc.com, and that's spelled S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, groupinc.com. And we'll be back with locks on your retirement with Synergy Group right after this. We get second opinions all the time, from what you wear to what you eat. Take the time to get a second opinion on your retirement so you can get it right the first time. Call Jason Locks and his team at 800-883-9903. That's 800-883-9903. Or go online to synergygroupinc.com. Most people begin their retirement journey with some common questions. Are there ways to reduce taxes in retirement? When's the best time to take Social Security? Is it possible to minimize the impact of inflation? If you have similar questions, join Roy and Jason Locks and their team at Synergy Group for an upcoming educational course about retirement's most common concerns. You'll learn a lot, and all you have to do is register. But seating is limited, so don't delay. Go to SynergyGroupInc.com and pick the date and location that works for you. That's SynergyGroupInc.com or call 800-883-9903. Start your retirement planning process with the Synergy Group, 800-883-9903. Securities offered through JW Cole Financial, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through JW Cole Advisors, Inc., JW Cole Financial, Inc., JW Cole Advisors, Inc., and Synergy Financial Group are unaffiliated entities. You're listening to Locks on Your Retirement with Roy and Jason Locks. To set up your no-obligation appointment with the Synergy Group, call 800-883-9903. Welcome back to Locks on Your Retirement with Synergy Group. We're glad you're here today. I am here with Roy Locks and Jason Locks. And you know what? Roy always gives me a hard time. My name is Melissa Carter because I never introduce myself. But let me talk about Roy and Jason for a second. Roy and Jason have been contributors to Fox Business News, CNBC, Investopedia, and U.S. News and World Report. Roy is also the author of the book Lessons Learned at the Shore. And you can find out more at SynergyGroupInc.com, spelled S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, Synergy Group, Inc. 
Com. So talking today about retirement, as we do every week, and what people need to be thinking about when approaching retirement, I'm curious, I'd mentioned earlier that I am a Gen Xer, but I'm uh, with baby boomers and millennials, because people always talk about those very large populations in our country. Um, are millennials doing a better job at saving than boomers did? You take that, Jay, because I'm not sure. I go, yeah, cause it, well, it may be a hard thing to to answer right now, but I think, you know, I was just wondering, since one usually is the uh, child of another, if uh, millennials have more of an advantage from education than maybe boomers did. Yeah, I mean, when you look at our practice and, you know, we're a retirement-focused practice, uh, we don't come across as, as many of the millennials, but we do connect with our clients and their families and, and ultimately their beneficiaries who, you know, include the millennial generation there. Uh, you know, I can tell you what, from a boomer standpoint, and, you know, you look at that generation in terms of how they were able to save, I do notice a difference uh, with, with millennials that, that we've come across in terms of the conscientiousness that the importance of saving and the importance of being even more involved in their education from a financial standpoint, you know, arming themselves with financial education seems to be more important and, and growing. And, and I think that's good. That's tr a strong trait uh, of, a, as a, of a generation as a whole, uh, because again, I'm a big believer in education in terms of being as prepared as possible uh, by knowing what you can. Mm -hmm. You're not saying though, Jay, that millennials are going to do better simply because they're going to inherit the money that the boomers saved, right? That's not, that's not what we're saying, right? <laughs> Well, you know what? You better be educated when you get a when you do inherit a pile of money. So, <laughs> one of the things that we teach at the classes, and you'll see those classes listed on our website at synergygroupinc.com, uh, is the fact that inheritances, once they do transfer from one generation to the next, are pretty transient. Uh, for the most part, the average inheritance in our country lasts a little bit less than a year. So, uh, maybe larger inheritances, different numbers, but. You know, in general, uh, education needs to be improved on what to do with a sum of money when it comes into your possession uh, at retirement. Certainly, that's the case when you're trying to deal with a 401. What, how do I change this 401 into income? And for somebody inheriting a half million dollars who didn't have that kind of financial wherewithal before, they probably uh, would be wise to seek some counsel as well. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I tease I'm a Gen X or so. And we always get left out of the conversation. Nobody talks <laughs> about us, but that's what we're just a little sliver, but that's OK. We're, we're, we're small but mighty, Jason. That's it. <laughs> well, now, let's, regardless of what generation you're in, I learned that my son is, and I'm sure it's the same with uh, your offspring, is their uh, generation alpha. Okay. So just to let everybody know, they have coined the new term for kids who are, I think, probably 10 and under right now is Gen Alpha. So there you go. Uh, but regardless of what generation you're in, let's talk about people who may be worried that they haven't saved enough for retirement. So what is one of the first steps in analyzing their situation? Well, again, a call to that 800-883-9903 uh, number will allow them to sit down with one of the five uh, advisors here and structure an income plan, a written document that shows them exactly comparing it to what their budget is, where those sources of income will come from, and whether they are adequate or not. Because if they're not, obviously, you might want to hang on and work another year or two and either clear out some debt or build up a little larger savings. But oftentimes people come in and they're truly and genuinely surprised that we show them that with the resources they have, Social Security, pension, what they put together on their own in their 401 or IRAs, then looking at their budget, we'll show them how they're fine financially through 90, 95. I mean, and not, not just a projection, but products that use structural guarantees. 
when it comes to the income side, we don't lean on the market and, and the potential that's there. We go to products that have yields of six, seven percent, and we'll distribute that out over a lifetime because it's then not going to be subject to market fluctuations. It's going to be predictable and, and a stable way of doing it. We certainly use the market in their in their investments, but that's for the growth portion, the portion that doesn't have to be there at a specific date on the first or the fifteenth of the month to pay for utilities and groceries and uh, some things we might want to enjoy as well. I would assume when people see the numbers, you know, when you talk to them and they actually see everything that's that's happening, that they feel more confident. Because I'm I'm not a trained psychologist, I'm not a financial professional, but I do think that for a lot of people who are worrying, it may be a case where they don't just they don't have a handle on it. But once they do, they feel better about it. Yeah, they always feel better in terms of understanding. Uh, I'm not going to say that you know that they wouldn't say, "Oh, I'd like to be able to create a little bit more income." That's usually the case, but uh, most people walk out of there and say, okay, now I know. Um, and it's two things. It's, you know, where you stand. Everybody wants to know where they stand. You know, they want to know, you know, you want to take a look at how many times people have Googled, what's the average height for a male? <laughs> well, maybe that's just me, but, uh, you know, am I average? <laughs> Everybody just wants to know, you know, wh- how do I compare? And uh, that's good to know. But what's most importantly is, am I going to be okay? You know, do I have enough? Have I saved enough? Uh, am I am I in a position to do that? And once you know that, then it's okay. Right now, you have enough. So how do you organize your assets? How do you invest your assets? What's your plan to make sure that you still have enough when the market has a significant drop, when tax rates increase, when there's a possible healthcare situation in your family? And that's what our job is about. Our job is helping people organize their assets to make sure not just they have enough. Yes, we want to confirm that. We want to make sure that you always have enough, no matter what life might throw at you. And that takes proper planning. And it takes the first step. If you don't know that with confidence, you give us a call. Uh, You call us at 800-883-9903 and invite you in to have a real comfortable conversation, cup of coffee, sit down uh, by the fireplace, literally. Uh, Conference room is a fireplace in it. We sit down and enjoy, you know, and uh, a beverage and, and have that conversation that can have a lasting impact on your retirement. You know, Melissa, I think a lot of times people feel, you know, it's just not right for me. That these, is, is this a fit? This month alone, between the speaking engagements that Jay has, the classes that I'm teaching, the people that have come to talk to us from the radio, there are a hundred people that will hear our voice in an educational setting. Those, those workshops, Jay's doing, the classes I'm teaching. And, and so if you're out there, you're not unique. The, the general retirement community has questions and they're looking for answers that they can depend on and hopefully trust. And if that's you, please don't be afraid to, to go to the website and register for one of those classes or call that 800 number that Jay said and schedule a time to talk with us because I promise you the, the planning that you do, taking the worry and the stress off your shoulders will improve your financial and retirement situation dramatically. And again, that website, synergygrouping.com, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, synergygrouping.com, 800-883-9903. Have less than a couple minutes left, but I also wanted to reiterate, every time we talk about retirement, it's usually from an individual standpoint, but it's very important when they, you know, you call 800-883-9903 and sit by the fireplace, that just sounds so nice right now, that it's a family decision you're making. You know, if you're married, then that is something that you need to discuss together. You know, this is a family business. And so, again, I just think that for people who are hesitant to participate with their spouse in these discussions, that's a mistake, right? It is. It really needs to be collective. And I know uh, most households are designed where there is one of the spouses, especially, you know, in a married situation that 
is uh, taking the primary responsibility for the financial decisions, but that other spouse needs to be involved. Uh, and it's it's changing. I mean, sometimes um, you know you look at both spouses having an understanding and a handle on it and being involved, but that certainly is more rare. So you know, I, I speak to that person that says, "Look, yeah, my spouse does handle the finances, and I trust them to handle that." Uh, that's great to have that position where somebody kind of takes the the pressure off of the other one. But uh, life can can throw curveballs, and what if something happens to that individual, and all you're left with is an eight hundred number? Uh, you you look at the aspect without the information and knowing what to do. You know, having relationships formed, having an understanding uh, is certainly important to all parties to be involved. Um, that doesn't mean you have to come to every meeting and, and be involved in every fund selection or every portfolio change that's there, but you should have an understanding of what your overall plan is together and make those decisions together as well. Well, we have run out of time, guys, but anything else you'd like to tell the audience about, you know, especially those who are worried about their retirement? Well, I think those that are worried don't need to be worried. Um, first, find out if you should be worried by getting an analysis of where you stand. We have a process called the Retirement Journey Process that shows you where you are in the journey and what you need to do to make sure you get to your destination successfully. Uh, that would include a, an evaluation of where you are today, how much risk you're taking, the fees that you're paying, tax analysis, income plan, et cetera. Those are all things we can help you do. And we can have that conversation with no cost and no obligation. But you've got to take that first step and call us at 800-883-9903. That's 800-883-9903. We want you to make the best decisions you can, but it starts with that first step. Uh, and, and remember, you have to keep in mind how important these decisions are because your money's important. And at the same time, as we say every week, Dad, money is important, but let's remind them that it's not the only thing, right? It isn't. I mean, if you just look at Synergy, our company, 36 years ago, I started this firm and 20 plus years ago, you came alongside. You know, in a family situation, a lot of people out there have businesses and they're concerned about how those businesses will transfer as they get to retirement. We have experience in those areas as well. We always tell you, find the time to be with your family, find the time to be with your friends, find the time to worship in the church of your choice. And we always counsel to do the best planning you can and to remember God will provide. 